Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for The Business Week ended 18th June 2021. This is Ian Haydock. In this episode, more action in the Tidget field, doctor frustration over Adrihelm guidance, are paediatric COVID vaccines necessary, the battle of the surds, and one Indian firm's plans for land leadership. GlaxoSmithKline is investing heavily to build a solid presence in what could be the next big competitive field in immuno-oncology, Tidget. The company announced on 14th June that it will pay $625 million up front for rights to ITOS Therapeutics EOS448, an anti-Tidget monoclonal antibody in phase one for cancer. The deal is an expensive one in an area where many big farmers have already bolstered their pipelines. Roche and Merck & Co. have been at the front of the pack with internally discovered Tidget antibodies, Tiragolimab and Virbostolimab, respectively. Bristol-Myers Squibb had just paid $200 million for rights to a genus's bispecific antibody targeting Tidget, AGEN-1777, even though it already has one Tidget antibody in clinical development. Jessica Mell writes that GSK is building a multi-asset pipeline around the CD226 checkpoint axis, which Tidget is part of. With the addition of EOS448, GSK now has antibodies targeting all three known checkpoints on the CD226 axis in its pipeline, including against CD96 and PVRIG. GSK and ITOS plan to initiate a combination study of EOS448 with Gemperly, which is Dostalimab, in 2022. The partnership will largely tie the development of EOS448 to combinations with Gemperly versus other market-leading PD-1s or PD-L1s. Gemperly was approved by the US FDA in April as the sixth PD-1 or L1 inhibitor to the US market for recurrent or advanced endometrial cancer. Initial TIGIT development will focus on non-small cell lung cancer and head and neck cancer in combination with PD-1 with plans to expand to more indications, as well as combinations with ITOS's other clinical stage candidate, Inupadinant, an A2A receptor antagonist. The registration plan largely calls for combining with GSK's Gemperly for the PD-1-L1 backbone, but ITOS said there is some flexibility to pursue combinations with other PD-1-L1s if appropriate. EOS448 could be differentiated because it also engages the FC-gamma receptor, which could increase the anti-tumoral response. Doctors who treat patients with Alzheimer's disease, even neurologists involved in clinical trials for Biogen and Azize Aduhelm, which is aducanumab, are unsure who actually should be treated with the drug and who will pay for it based on the broad label recently approved by the US FDA. Scripps' Mandy Jackson spoke with physicians who expressed frustration with the FDA's 7th June decision to grant accelerated approval based on Adihelm's ability to clear amyloid plaques from the brains of Alzheimer's patients. The drug was approved without limiting treatment to the population studied in the Phase 3 trials, patients with early disease and mild cognitive impairment who have amyloid in their brains as confirmed by an MRI scan and who met other clinical assessment criteria. While Biogen has said initial sales growth will be limited, analysts expect Adjuhelm to become a blockbuster within the next few years. Darren Gittleman, who's Director of Cognitive Disorders at Advocate Medical Group and Senior Medical Director of the Advocate Memory Centre in Park Ridge, Illinois, is familiar with Adjuhelm because the Memory Centre was a clinical trial site for the ENGAGE study, but he expected clearer treatment guidelines. 
In our planning for the drug, we thought, and we had some conversations with Biogen, that there would be more attention paid to how people were diagnosed to ensure that they had the target of the antibody in their brain, the amyloid in their brain, and to ensure that it was being administered to people who were more closely aligned with how the drug trial took place, Gittleman noted. That's why, when the FDA announced its accelerated approval decision, he said, We were surprised that it was broadly approved for Alzheimer's disease with no specification that amyloid has to be confirmed, with no specification of the level of dementia for patients in who it can be given to. Juan Schneider, a professor of psychiatry, neurology and gerontology at the University of Southern California Keck School of Medicine and director of USC's California Alzheimer's Disease Center, which also participated in clinical trials, told Scripp that he was less concerned about the broad Alzheimer's indication and more about what he called a distortion of the clinical trial results included in the label, which omits certain data such as efficacy at lower doses. The FDA granted accelerated approval on the assumption that clearing amyloid would translate to clinical benefits in patients. But Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation co-founder and Chief Science Officer Howard Fillett said there is little proof that removing amyloid plaques translates to a significant slowing in the rate of disease progression. The new study analysing COVID-19 vaccination records and test results in Israel has found for each 20 percentage points of individuals who are vaccinated in a given population, the positive test fraction for the unvaccinated population decreased approximately twofold. The unvaccinated cohort comprised individuals aged under 16 years, leading to questions on whether herd immunity might make paediatric vaccines superfluous. The study, authored by Orin Milman, Idan Yelin et al., was published in Nature Medicine on 10th June. Not only do companies conducting paediatric clinical trials with COVID-19 vaccines have to examine the question of redundancy, but countries including the US might also have to consider if the domestic use of such vaccines for adolescents, a lower risk group, over hard-hit populations overseas is ethical, Viva Ravi writes. The study considered data from 177 geographically defined communities in Israel from 9th December 2020 to 9th March 2021. To limit the impact of naturally acquired immunity, the study only took into account communities in which the fraction of people tested positive by 9th March was lower than 10%. However, individual behaviour and public policy guidelines, including enforcement and compliance with a lockdown imposed between 8th January and 7th February, might have affected infection potential of the unvaccinated group, it says. Besides, the proportion between the measured positive test fraction and the actual infection rate could be different in each community and might also vary with time. Similar immunity has been noted in other countries as well. Nature detailed an experiment dubbed Project S to measure the real-world effectiveness of Sinovac Biotech's Coronavac in Serrano, Brazil, where 98% of adults have been vaccinated. Despite the vaccine having relatively low 51% efficacy, Researchers at the Butantan Institute noted a striking reduction in COVID-19 cases and deaths. A similar drop in symptomatic infections was seen in unvaccinated children, rather than infections concentrating in that group. Similar scenarios have also played out in the US, where cases in individuals below 18 years of age fell by 84% between January and May this year, while just over half of the population, many adults, has received at least one vaccine dose. Sanofi is ploughing ahead with a broad phase 3 development programme for its oral selective estrogen receptor degrader candidate, Amsenestrat, ahead of a key first phase 3 readout this year, while the firm and its closest rivals released more early clinical data at the recent ASCO meeting that gave hints at the marketing contest to come. 
Sanofi's um, Senestrant is the most advanced of the oral CERD candidates, and the French major is expanding its development program for the product into earlier treatment stages on the back of the new data in advanced breast cancer. Other candidates include Roche's Giridestrant and G1 Therapeutics Rintodestrant, which both also reported data at ASCO, as well as AstraZeneca's Camizestrant and Menorini's Elasistrant, which is licensed from Radius Health plus a raft of others in mid to late stage development. Alex Shemmings writes that SIRDs work by antagonising and degrading the estrogen receptor to inhibit its signalling pathway. The oral products are being developed to improve upon the older SIRD fulvastrant, which is AstraZeneca's Fazlodex and Generics, which is administered as two intramuscular injections a month. They are expected to significantly expand use of the drug class in estrogen receptor positive HER2 negative breast cancer. More than two-thirds of patients with advanced breast cancer have ER plus HER2 negative tumours. Sanofi outlined its confidence in Amsenestrant to analysts at the firm's ASCO event on 4th June when it announced an expansion of phase 3 plans for the product. The French firm believes it could provide a new mainstay therapy for advanced patients and those at earlier stages of the disease. Amsenestrant's global project head Chris Soraya told analysts we are working to strategically generate both monotherapy and combination data so that as a potential endocrine backbone, physicians may in the future have data available to use amsenostrant across multiple lines of therapy and in combination with multiple targeted agents. Sipla's lung leadership aspirations go well beyond its traditional stronghold of asthma and could encompass domains like oncology alongside repurposing initiatives and breaking into new markets. In an exclusive interview with Scripps' Andrew Gangurdi, the Indian firm's global CEO and managing director, Umang Vora, outlined the many prongs of the company's lung leadership aspirations, indicating that it isn't just hinged around asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease medicines, but about being able to offer choices for therapies that can take the root of the lungs. The executive also signalled that the company is open for wider engagement in biosimilars, a segment which is poised for takeoff in key markets, and also weighed in on the critical issue of intellectual property waivers on COVID-19 vaccines, currently a divisive subject of global debate. While CIPLA's plans in the US are currently centred around launching respiratory products that go off patent, more broadly it would also take the form of trying to come out with novel therapies which are repurposed. So an antifungal, for example, repurposed and delivered through the lungs is a great example of that, Vora explained. There's also been some momentum around off-patent drug launches in the US. Sipla's albuterol, the first generic of Merck & Co's Preventil HFA metered dose inhaler, has gained significant traction since its debut in the US, while the firm's generic Advair, which is Salmeterol fluticasone, is under active review in the US. Some early repurposing efforts also appear underway via Sipla's partnership with Pulmatrix for the co-development and commercialization of Pulmazole, an inhaled formulation of the antifungal itraconazole for allergic bronchopulmonary aspergillosis in patients with asthma. There's clearly more to come. Sipla's lung ambitions will also cover aspects of lung cancer and tuberculosis. It already has a presence in the latter global infectious disease killer. We haven't really made any definitive steps as yet in lung cancer, but you could expect us to do something in that space, Vora told Scrip. Antibiotics via the lung route and an ongoing trial to try and deliver insulin through the lungs were some of the other efforts he also referred to. It's about what else we can deliver through the lung, which has the ability to perhaps be delivered in smaller doses, but more effectively. 
It's a lot of ideation around what more beyond just asthma and COPD medicine, but it's also about awareness. It's about diagnosis, about repurposing, he said. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to log in to access these articles in full, which are also linked in the article accompanying this podcast. And please do make sure to visit our newly redesigned site, which now enables you to much more easily navigate to the content you need. Bye for now.